In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. What a glorious morning it is outside. Look at it. It's simply beautiful. 63 degrees at the moment, headed up to uh, 81. Going to remain sunny all day. Basically, tomorrow, the same thing. Friday as well. But for the weekend, we got some rain. Even some thunderstorms on Sunday and Monday. It's the party line on 970 WATH. And of course, on 97.1 on FM as well. Good morning. All right. I'm Dave Palmer. Welcome. Today is August 17th. That's right. And um, let's see. What days are these? So today is National Nonprofit Day. It's Black Cat Appreciation Day. <laughs> okay. It's National I Love My Feet Day. It's National Thrift Shop Day. National Massachusetts Day. And it's Congressional Startup Day. Those are all the official days that have been associated with this date of August 17th annually. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Scott's uh, doing running an errand here. And oh, thank you. How nice. Um. I was hesitating because you weren't here to um, work with me on a thing, but we can do it now. Let me uh, let me turn your mic on. There. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I was on a very important mission there, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we won't get into it. We what? We won't get into it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'd be a bit embarrassed. Okay. Oh, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It happens. Well, this is really good. Oh, good. That's good. We have that. You get a coffee here? Uh, apparently so. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Oh well, let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, just just do it. Okay. It's it's so, not a big deal. This morning, okay. So I make a pot of coffee each morning, and um, I doctor it up to my liking, right? Which means I use um, well, what's that sweet stuff called? It's not sugar. Guava? Yes, thank you. Uh, or agave? Uh, agave. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Something like agave, that. Agave, because guava is, I think, a coffee. It's a fruit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. Do we use anyway, fruit and coffee? Ag- agave. There, yeah. we got it. That's it. And um, this morning I made everything, and then I went and left it there. I, l- I left the house without bringing it. feel really silly. 
but uh, Scott made me a cup of coffee, and it's good. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> hey, like I've said, I'm not just another pretty face. <laughs> I can do coffee, too. There you go. Dave says, well, you know, I said, you want some coffee? I think there might be some here. I, I'm like, I, well, no, if you, no, that's okay. I don't want you to have to do that. And I said, Dave, you, it's no big deal. It doesn't okay. take that long. I so mean, I didn't know we have all the um, materials to do it. Yeah. Well, I bring sugar for my tea that I have each morning. And Dave asked me, he goes, do we have it? He says, well, I like my coffee with some sweetener. I said, well, I don't have the sweetener, but I've got some sugar, which will work, too. He says, you have sugar? Of course I have sugar. <laughs> so, you know, just what you do when, you know, you want to help out well, somebody and things like that. It doesn't matter. It's one of those it's good. random acts of kindness, I guess. So just trying to. And it's in a ride the go bus com. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, mug. I had to look around to find a container. And I thought, I'm going to have to improvise here and maybe like hollow out a light bulb or something. And so you can hold it. And <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> maybe a bottle. I just heard you. Something like that, but anyway, I'm glad. I'm Let's glad, get going. Here. Glad it suits your taste. Thank you. Yes, very much. You're welcome. Today, on this day in history, and once again, the date August 17th. We're working with. In the year 1590, the governor of Roanoke Island Colony, a fellow by the name of John White, returns from England to find no trace of the colonists he had left there three years earlier. That'd be kind of disappointing. All right, going on. 1903 on this date. Joe Pulitzer donates one million bucks to Columbia University and begins what today... We now call the Pulitzer Prizes right here in America. Nineteen forty five, Sukarno and Mohammed Atta declare Indonesia, also known as the Dutch East Indies, independent from the Netherlands. These are all important historical facts, as you well know if you've listened to this show at all. In 1945, Korea, once again 1945 on this date, Korea is divided into the North and South. And that was done along the 38th parallel. 1947, the Radcliffe Line border between the Union of India and the Dominion of Pakistan is revealed. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. Monica Lewinsky scandal. The US president at the time, Bill Clinton, admits he uh, admits in a taped testimony that he had an improper physical relationship with the intern. 
and on the same day admits before the nation he misled people about the relationship. All righty. Well, those are the key things that have happened on this date over the years. Famous birthdays. Huh. I, don't, I have no idea who this person is. Um, but maybe, Scott, you you have some inkling or can at least look it up. Yes, we'll see what we can find. Lil, <clears throat> L-I-L, Pump, P-U-M-P. I'm going to guess a musician of sorts. A, I hope so. Gazzy Garcia, known professionally as Lil Pump, is an American rapper. He is one of the most prominent members of the SoundCloud rap scene and is known for his minimalist music and hyperactive public appearances. Hmm. 22nd birthday today. Um, you know, if I had to have guessed based upon this photograph here, I would have described him exactly as you did. A musician. Well... I mean a rapper. Oh. He's got all sorts of jewelry on, speckled um, um, clothing. It's the bling. Tattoos. It's the bling, man. Um, unusual haircut, all, everything. Okay, now. Manelik II, M-E-N-E-L-I-K. The second, born on this date in 1844, died in 1913. Now, this guy, at least according to his picture, I don't think I'd like to meet him in an alley. <laughs> um, although he also has um, a certain look to about him, uh, like a king or something. He is. Well, anyway, who was he? You're, you're getting close. Keep going. He was baptized as Saleh Mariam and was the emperor of Ethiopia from 1889 to his death in 1913 and king of Shuwa from 1866 to 1889. At the height of his internal power and external prestige, the process of territorial expansion and creation of the modern empire state was completed by 1898. Okay. Mae West, the actress, born in 1893 on this date, died in 1980. Mae West. Mae West was an American stage and film actress, playwright, screenwriter, singer, and sex symbol whose entertainment career spanned over seven decades she was known for her breezy sexual independence and her light-hearted baldy double entendres and often delivered in a husky contralto voice. Goodness gracious, that's a lot of word salad right there. What was her famous line? I don't know. Like, oh, what do you say there, big boy, or oh, something yeah, like that? Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. She was in uh, She Done Him Wrong in 1933, 
from 1970, Myra Breckenridge, and in 1933, I'm No Angel. She was five feet inches, zero inches tall. Perfect. <laughs> Said, spoken by a short guy. Be a good dance partner. Yeah. All right, and the last uh, birthday we have to mention is that of Robert De Niro, who's celebrating his 79th birthday today. Mercy, we all know who he is, but hit a few highlights. Yeah. I, I know his famous line, one of his. Yeah. You talking to me? Oh, yeah. Okay. You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> he is an American actor and producer. He is particularly known for his nine collaborations with filmmaker Martin Scorsese and is the recipient of various accolades, including two Academy Awards, a Golden Globe Award, the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and a Screen Actors Guild Life Achievement award and some of his movies include taxi driver from 1976 goodfellas from 1990 Mm -hmm. the irishman from 2019 and the godfather part two from 1974 and one of his freakiest movies that i remember him being in cape fear Mm. okay robert de niro Excuse me. Um, Famous deaths. I guess we have two to mention. Jose de San Martin. And I may not have said that very well, but um, Jose de San Martin. He was um, born in 1778, but he died on this day in 1850 and um, he appears to be wearing um, a very stately uniform of some he type. was known simply as Jose well his name was real name Jose Francisco de San Martin Matoras known simply as Jose de San Martin <laughs> or the liberator of Argentina Chile and Peru was an Argentine general and the primary leader of the Southern and Central, and it stopped right there. Can you believe that? You know, I um, he has... Um, Southern and Central parts of South America's successful struggle for independence from the Spanish Empire. There you go. He the, has a what? The uniform he's wearing. Ah, uh, yes. It, it's like... Um, I don't know how he could move his head. Yeah, he looks like he's locked into a neck brace. Yes. Yeah, very odd. And then he has the uh, scrubbing brushes on the shoulders. Oh, my picture doesn't have that. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at, whatever those are called. That's what I call them, scrubbers. Rudolf Hess, born in 1894, died in 1987. Another military guy. Yes. And yet again, whoever picks these names out, we dignify another bad guy. Mm-hmm. Rudolf Walter Richard Hess was a German politician and a leading member of the Nazi Party in Nazi Germany, appointed deputy Führer 
to Adolf Hitler in 1933. Hess held that position until 1941 when he flew solo to Scotland in an attempt to negotiate peace with the United Kingdom during World War II, which infuriated the Fuhrer Adolf Hitler once he found out about it. I'm surprised that Rudolf Hess lived as long as he did without being tracked down by Hitler's henchmen when he found out that uh, Hess had done this. Well, let me see here. Uh, I guess you know there was an election yesterday. Yes, there was. Few of them. And um, <coughs> I guess first we should do our caller. I see... Uh, let me get my buttons just right here. There we go. Good morning. Hey, Dave. There's something that was on the news yesterday that would be of particular interest to you. They were talking about, like, the hottest real estate markets in desirable areas, zip code-wise, and Worthington, I think, was number three where you grew up. Yes. And I'll, and I'll bet a place that I lived for over 10 years is right up there. One of your favorite cities, Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do like Austin. Now well, you just got that crew. thing about soccer that you need to get over. Okay. <laughs> well, it, we're over it. I mean, you know, they didn't do it. Yeah, and we'll look at the beautiful stadium we ended up with in Columbus. Absolutely. It turned out to be quite the benefit, didn't it? Yes. Anyway, anyway so... I was thinking Scott might want to delve into that a little bit to see what it's about since you grew up there. I, Like I said, I think it's of particular interest to you. Uh, I, you know, if I had to have guessed without knowing the actual report, I would have had Worthington pretty high. So um, well, I'm proud of that. Are you going to go to your reunion? Have you decided yet? I'm planning to, yes. Good. Okay. Well, I, I want a full report after it's over with. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I'm, I have a, I have a, a fear. No, I'm, no, no fears. Just bear with me. No, no fear. Okay, go ahead. Apprehensions. Okay, then I'm going to go there and not recognize a soul. Um, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. You well, won't be the only one that doesn't recognize people. And so I just hope that people are wearing name tags. And um, I hope some of the people that I really liked will be there, and some that I really didn't, won't. <laughs> but anyway. If they're there, they probably won't even remember that they didn't like you. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I am planning on going. Okay, keep working on him, Scott. I will. Okay. I'm giving him support and encouragement, John, so I think he yeah. should. See? You got two votes yeah. right here, two yes votes. Okay. <laughs> You got to coach him up. <laughs> yes, we'll Thank do you. it. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Bye bye. Um, once again, folks, if you'd like to uh, jump in and play with us a little bit, um, the phone number is seven four zero five nine two sixty six forty six. All right. Yeah, and again, you, you, I'm telling you, you won't be the only one there that does not recognize others. So they'll they'll you know, be in the same boat. The people I'd really like to see, I'm worried, don't exist anymore, and it's some of the teachers. 
Oh, yeah. Dave Dayton. Um, Janie Fossum. Now, her father was president of Ohio State University for many years. In the Fossum Center, you know? Fawcett Center? Yeah. Thank you. I was mispronouncing it. It is Fawcett, not Fossum. Um, Janie Fawcett. Um, And and I could go on with that list of teachers that I would really like to see again. But I'm just quite certain many of them are gone. Anyway, let's go on here. <coughs> so, um, as I said, or was saying, there was an election. <laughs> and um, let, let, let's just get in. So, last night offered the latest evidence of Donald Trump's continued influence over the Republican Party. In today's newsletter, we give you the results and also some larger perspective on the overall success rate of Trump's endorsements this year. So first, let's deal with the main results. Liz Cheney, Trump's highest profile critic within the party, resoundingly lost her primary race for Wyoming's lone House She received 29% of the vote compared with 66% for Harriet Hageman, who was the Trump-endorsed candidate and who has not held elected office before. Next, in Wyoming's Republican primary, or let's see, I I forgot to do it. In, in Wyoming's <laughs> Republican Party for Secretary of State, the office that oversees elections, the winner was Chuck Gray, a state legislator whom Trump endorsed. Gray, like Trump, has falsely claimed that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent. Let's go to Alaska. Sarah Palin, the state's former governor whom Trump endorsed, and two rivals, Mary Petola, a Democrat, and Nick Begich, B-E-G-I-C-H, however that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Thank you, got it right. Who's a Republican, advanced to the November election for Alaska's <coughs> open house seat to replace Don Young, who incidentally died in March. The next point, and once again, Alaska. Alaska also held a Senate primary. But its results are unlikely to matter much. The state uses open primaries in which the top four vote-getters advance to the general election. Both the incumbent, that's Lisa Murkowski, who voted to convict Trump in his impeachment trial the Capitol attack, and Trump's preferred candidate, Kelly Tishibaka, 
something like that, advanced. Alaska uses ranked choice voting, which may favor a moderate like Mikowski. Well, I could go on and give you some more details on this, but Basically, I think you know how it turned out. Okay, omnipotent. I just spotted a word. I've seen this before, omnipotent. What is the definition of something being omnipotent? Well, on the surface for me, that means everywhere and frequent and always abundant, something like that. So let's just look. Omnipotent. It means having unlimited power, able to do anything. God is described as being omnipotent and benevolent. Unlimited power, able to do anything. Well, uh, I'll tell you, um, I, I grabbed the phone line. I'll be right there. Hang on. Um, I just, this word popped out at me several pages later, and it said, with all this said, Trump is not omnipotent. I don't think anybody is, are they? Well, okay. Maybe. Except God. <laughs> Well, let's see here. <coughs> let's go to our phones. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, Scott. I'm pretty close, buddy. Pretty close to it. Oh, uh, yes. Omnipotence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How sacrilegious of me. I was not oh. going to call, and I probably will regret it, but all I want to say about Liz Cheney is na 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 Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> I think that speaks for itself because even though I am no longer a Republican in terms of officially, I think she is such an example of cynicism in politics. She was used by, I would dare say, nobody on that panel would have ever voted for her. Let that sink in a minute. Not one of them. Nancy used her, would not take the people that the Republican people wanted to put on that panel. And if you're supposed to represent your people and you get 73% of the vote when you first run, of course, being a Cheney and that, I want to get back to that in a minute, being a Cheney in Wyoming, wow. Mm-hmm. She says yesterday, I could have done that again, but I followed my principles. Right. Don't let that sink in a minute. Here's what the Cheneys don't recognize or refuse to. Dave, 20 years ago, none of those people or most of those people who voted for Liz Cheney and her father would have voted for them 20 years ago. You know why? Because they were the Donald Trumps. People forget this. 
I have I heard people talking about how they hated Dick Cheney and thought he was the scariest man in the world. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And now he is committed, along with his daughter and whomever else in his clan, to doing whatever they can do to keep a Donald Trump from being in office. How soon we forget. Mm-hmm. People said the very same things about him and his relationship with President Bush. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it is cynicism at its best. And uh, I have no compassion or uh, let me, let sympathy me, let me ask, um, for Liz Cheney. Okay, there are similarities, certainly, to what you say. But don't you think the degree of um, severity, I'll go with that, is much greater today? What do you mean by the severity? I know. Who are you talking about? (sighs) Never mind. I I don't know how to put it. No, I know I know exactly what you're saying, but I don't agree with you because it's 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 easy to forget twenty years ago, but the hatred for Cheney was visceral. Now, I agree with you. I have never seen the kind of deranged syndrome attached to a man. Either people love Donald Trump and think he's God's gift to humanity, or they absolutely hate the guy. Not much in, in between. Mm-hmm. And I think it allows people to be irrational on both sides, but especially those who hate him. And, um, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I've never seen a person who can um, get the kind of reactions that he gets, both positive and negative. It's unbelievable. But, but, you know, if a... How do I want to put this? If someone surfaced who was um, more generally interested in the well-being of our nation without such extreme character, Could they get elected today? Oh, yeah. I think you're talking about a Ron DeSantis. Okay. Absolutely. And there are others, absolutely. But it depends on what you mean by whatever interest in our country. See, that's the problem. People don't uh, typically like people who are America first or God forbid. Oh, two quick things i got to get in here. Did you hear that in Minnesota? The Board of Education, the union, is recommending there's going to be cuts. And they're saying that when the cuts come, the white people should be the white people should be fired first, irregardless of their seniority or their productivity. Hmm. Where have we come to, Dave? Let's let the white people go first. That's equity. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see how that plays now, let's, out let's over in Minnesota. It'll probably fly in Minnesota. But what if that starts filtering down throughout the country, Dave? I'm not asking you to respond. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm asking your personal opinion. Now, I you, think it's re- 
I think it's, it's ridiculous. Okay. It's just stupidity. Why should race or a person's skin color um, factor into anything like this? I wish I could answer that for you. But for a lot of people who hate Donald Trump, it does. They think the guy is just a blatant racist, no matter what he says or does. Mm. <laughs> no matter what he says or does. It's unbelievable. Well, And we've come to a time, Dave, where here I am as a blind black man where it's your skin color and your external stuff that basically dictates how people respond to you. Wow. Unbelievable. I don't, I really don't know how you and Scott come to work. I mean, I'm assuming you're Caucasian. You are like Caucasian males. I mean, you guys are like on the hit list, man. Everybody's out to get you. Is that true? Oh, God, yeah. Uh. Uh, just, they'll just look at you and say, well, that's the way Dave thinks. I don't care what you say, Dave. Well, they'll be like, yeah, that's the way Scott thinks. He's got to be a white male. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And he's got to be a white male who thinks like all the rest of them. Yes, sir. So now in Minnesota, they're going to fire the white folks first. I guess there'll be a lot of folks painting themselves black on the uh, And, and you day. know, let's go a different direction. I'm just going to make a guess here. I would guess that the percentage of black residents in the state of Minnesota, you said Minnesota, right? Yeah, pretty low. Is lower than many other states. Absolutely. Too oh. damn cold up there. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think anything should be based upon skin color. But it's... it's they just did it, Dave. And your your newscasters, okay. or as your one caller calls it, that's, the normal news, they won't report on it. It's, that's, uh, that, she said that's a normal news. Okay. So they won't report. They won't tell you this because they know they'll infuriate you. Well, one other thing you're, uh, I wanted to bring up. Last time I called about the hero guy in the mall there, your caller called and said something about no one's supposed to have a gun in that mall. Isn't it interesting that the guy who took the rifle and he Either he didn't see the sign or didn't care. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So don't give me this. No one's supposed to have a gun there. Thank God that young man did have it mm. that day. All right, don't get me riled up, but yeah. don't go to Minnesota if you're a white male or white anybody and be a teacher because uh, no matter how good you teach, no matter how long you've been there, you're going to be first on the chopping block. Will we see the white teachers at least put up a fuss about that? Probably not. I would think that, uh, you know, every state has a, what do you call it, like a, not a union, but a group that represents the teachers. Uh, Dave, you just missed my point. It is the union recommending this. You just missed my point, sir. Holy cow. It's the union. Uh, and before I let you go, I could very easily see something like this happening in Athens, too. Good old liberal bastion Athens. I could see it happening here, too. Mm-hmm. I won't be here to see it because I'll be long gone from here. But I could see somebody basically saying, yep, 
I'm a white guy. I'm a white woman. I got this privilege. I will be one of the first on the chopping block. Hmm. Yeah, I was. That's what you. Call, that's what you call equity. Okay, let me go a different direction here. Do you ever feel that you? I mean, the whole world. You're full of competition. You're competing yes. with your peers and all. Absolutely. That. Okay. Have you ever felt that your skin color was an advantage to you? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, that's how I got to Ohio University through that aggressive affirmative action program. I know that's how it happened. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm still glad you're here. Oh yeah. Me, me too, too, Doc. <laughs> hey, I'll just now, tell your you. Next caller won't be, but I really don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Take you care, too, guys. Hey, wait, hey, I got to, I have wait, to wait, wait, tell wait. you this, JW. During my time at Ohio University, <laughs> I was. Um, I don't know. Victim is the correct word to use, but yes, yes, yes. I I was not uh, I was not approved for two job promotions because uh, or jobs elsewhere that I had wanted to move up near the ladder because they were minority yes. positions. Yes, and as I, I believe you, yeah, I mean, I I was a victim of that at least twice. I believe you throughout my. I believe you, yeah, working. Days at OU that now I, by my and it's not right. You, it's just not two wrongs don't make a right. I get yeah, slavery. Exactly. Trust me, I know more about slavery than probably a lot of people because I've taught it and all. I, I get it, but what does that do for that young man, that young woman who's trying to live their life, irregardless of their skin color, trying to pay their bills? Yeah, and you're going to penalize them. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. Yes, it did happen to people like me, and maybe still happens to some degree. But just the equity should not mean, this is what bothers me, equity seems to mean now, Dave and Scott, okay, you guys got away with it, now it's our turn to shove it to you guys. That's mm-hmm. wrong. That's just wrong. Yeah, I, I was always of the thought I'm, that you know, it doesn't matter where someone's from, their race, skin color, it doesn't matter. You you hire the best candidate. You you get the best people, like that. Regardless well, of all that listen, other stuff. Wait a, wait a minute. Well, I, I got to argue. No, I do just think it does minute. matter sometimes. I <laughs> yeah. There have been a number of times in my life where someone older than myself, yeah, lost to me. Yeah. And evidently, they thought I had more talent or more. Whatever. Right. <laughs> but isn't that the same sort of thing? Yeah, I think to some degree. I mean, yeah, some some degree. Ages, ageism is real, too. Yeah. But it's not near as blatant or as uh, sexy as the whole racial thing is now. That's the hot item. Okay. That's uh, the hot item. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You know, during my time in athletics, too, I mean, that was the, the, the most – uh, the the most elite, the epitome of no any any skin color, no race, no origin right. or anything like that. We didn't care, and that's what I loved about that. We all loved each other, no matter where we were from, no matter the color of our skin, no matter where our backgrounds were, anything like that. And well, think about you talk about sports. Think about that movie. Um, it's a dumb movie, but think about this title. <laughs> White men can't jump. Oh, yeah. Let's do a let's do a movie. Black men can't swim. 
Oh, my. And just think how that gets. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was okay to get that movie out there, White Man Can't Jump. Ooh, that was great stuff. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Omnipotent, almost. There you go, almost. Almost, baby. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. See All ya. right. Um, <laughs> once again, it's Wednesday. It's August 17th. We have about five minutes remaining in today's program. Um, let's see. I, I think most of you are aware there's a strike in Crimea. Um, there was a strike, and, and we're not talking about a labor strike. We're talking about an attack. Explosions erupted at an ammunition depot in the Russian-held Crimea yesterday. The second major attack on the Black Sea Peninsula in a week. Russia described the incident as an act of sabotage, and although Ukraine has not officially taken responsibility, an anonymous source claims an elite Ukrainian unit was behind that assault. Hmm. Well, I don't want to ignore the callers. We have another. Good morning. Good morning, David. Uh Yes, sir. The young man you had speaking momentarily uh, ago, uh, it's so great to hear a man of color, a very educated individual, to be able to express the truth of life. I just wish all could listen and hear. Well, he's a very public figure, and um, he's a terrific guy. I know him very well personally. And yeah, he's a heck of a guy. Yeah. It really is. So, um, I just I just wish the world would listen more to people like him, and it doesn't matter your skin color. Um, we're all of equal status here. God made us all equal, and let's just start learning to treat each other that way. Hey, have a great day. Hey, thank you. All right, let's see here. We're down to three minutes. Um... Oh, this might be of interest. Over-the-counter hearing aids. You know, we have um, local companies or local businesses who specialize in uh, testing your hearing and then getting the proper thing for you. But recently, in the last few years, there have been more and more hearing aids just commonly available without finding out if it's exactly right for you. Well, the Food and Drug Administration finalized a rule yesterday allowing hearing aids to be sold over-the-counter to those 18 and older with mild to moderate hearing loss. They have estimated 37.5 million Americans older than 18 have some level of hearing loss. They go on to say hearing aids can cost 1000 to 4000 per ear and are not typically covered by Medicare or insurance. These over-the-counter aids are expected to be available at a fraction of the cost. 
I don't know. You know, a lot of people are wearing, um, they kind of look like hearing aids, but they're, so they can listen to music off their telephones or whatever. And, uh, you know, my, my concern is, at what level are they listening to it? Is it super hot, meaning loud? Or is it reasonable? Because, you know, wearing those kind of hearing aids, I'm not hearing aids, headphones. Earbuds. Earbuds. Mm -hmm. Can do damage. Yes. And, um, well, what about sports? Anything going on? Uh, Let's see. We told you the other day that Joey Burrow's back in pads practicing with the Bengals. They've got another pregame scrimmage coming up. Uh, High school football starts this weekend, so we'll have games on uh, both 970 WATH and Power 105 with the Athens County Game of the Week. And uh, let's see, that uh, we're running short on time, so we'll we'll leave it at that. How about that? Well, sure. College football begins September 3rd for the Bobcats. They're away. And the Ohio State Buckeyes. Am I not right? The Bobcats are at home, both Ohio State and... They open at home? Yes. Oh, I misread something recently. Yes. Okay. Have a great day out there, folks, won't you? And be careful. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. She's just lost her state's primary, but Congresswoman Liz Cheney may have a bigger plan in the works. The Wyoming Republican tells NBC's Today Show she's considering a run for the White House in 2024. That's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months of it. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about. Cheney lost by a landslide to Trump-backed Republican Harriet Hageman. Professor Susan Stokes at the Chicago Center on Democracy says it's part of a trend.